Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here at during the two-game NBA main set on Wednesday. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports. Daily fantasy sports slates. Uh, before I get into the analysis, real quick, I do want to say thank you guys again. Seriously, for all the support, I really, really do appreciate it on the, on the uh, YouTube videos and the live stream on Twitter. Um, currently right now, 4.73 thousand subscribers on YouTube. The easiest way to support me um, is just leave a like button in the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. Um, also, I will, uh, if you cannot watch the YouTube videos, I do upload on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the description below to the DKDFS show. If you guys are interested in NFL content, like I said, uh, I do already have a video up for the showdown slate. I have an early look video as well as more in-depth videos on running backs and wide receivers for week one. Um, so go check that out. I will have a final look for week one slate probably up in the next couple of days. Uh, but with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before we talk about this slate, I guess I have to. I do not like this two-game slate because of the rotations on some of these teams. Let's just take a look back in the lineup here from Tuesday slate. So Tuesday went with... Uh, uh, Bledsoe, DiVincenzo, Middleton, AD, Brooke Lopez, George Hill, Robert Covington, and uh, R- uh, Rondo. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Bucks value stood out there. Obviously, no Giannis Antetokounmpo. They were really chalky. I was finding the chalk. Um, and the first game was super, super low scoring, too. 103 to 94. That obviously hurt a little bit. But still, the Bucks were, were, were solid, right? Middleton, 40 fans points. Not great. But he was better than Jimmy. He was better than Bam. Bledsoe, 33. Not amazing. Better than the Drogic. Better than basically everyone. Hero was the one guy that I think hit value or was good for Miami, and I didn't mention liking him. Also mentioned, you know, the possibility, I, I liked the upside of Duncan Robinson, but he got in foul trouble. I think played like very, very few minutes. If you played him, you got unlucky, but that was the risk. I didn't know how many minutes Duncan Robinson was going to play. Unfortunately, the foul trouble, that again, that kind of sucks. Um, yeah, George Hill is the one let down. I'm fine. Fine going there. There wasn't a whole lot of value. I mean, Rondo, DiVincenzo, George Hill, the guys I was looking to. Um, eight fancy points, definitely his floor, but he was 35% owned. Didn't absolutely kill me, right? Because you had like 35% owned Bam, who was terrible. Jimmy wasn't amazing. Again, all, all those Heat guys were not good besides Hero. So, uh, and then I want, yeah, AD. AD or LeBron was a close call. Um, I want AD over LeBron, but both were, were guys I was looking to. Covington was the last guy, last filler in my lineup. Um, I just had the salary left over. I knew he'd be lower owned, plugged him in. Then obviously Rondo, the chalk, 85% owned. So that's a look back. We'll see how it goes. Um, for this, uh, for this slate. So again, I guess we got to talk about this two-game slate. Uh, Raptors Celtics. It's two ten over under. Raptors three or the Celtics three-point favorites. Do or die time. Obviously now for the Raptors. Clippers Nuggets is a two twenty and a half over under. Clippers eight-point favorites. So let's start with center and Nicole Jokic at nine nine nine. Um, we have seen the last couple games. This is the type of performance. Denver needs Mjokic if they want a chance in this series. 37 minutes, 61 fancy points, 39 minutes, 60 fancy points. The upside is there. I definitely prefer him to Jamal Murray once again. The floor is way higher. It's a better matchup, too. An individual matchup against Zubak or Harrell or Jermichael Green. You know, it's just a better matchup for him than it was against you know the Utah series against Gobert. So, yeah, Jokic is still my favorite uh, spend-up on Denver by far. Um, I don't think that's really a contrarian take. I think he's still a good play either way. Um... You know, once again, for me, it's probably going to be the Toronto guards. I know they're a letdown, but I don't think we get that type of dud performance again. We could, but I'm going to be buying back into the Toronto guards again. I think Jokic, as well as Paul George. Like I said, like the last like three slates, those have been the spend-ups that, that uh, look playable uh, on this slate. right? Now, there's other guys you can definitely look to. Right? The Boston guys are definitely more contrarian. Kawhi, for his price, is a little bit more contrarian. Jamal Murray, definitely contrarian. 
Um, but yeah, I think Jokic looks like a good play. He'll probably be somewhat high-owned. I don't think a super chalk, but I would say 30, 40%-ish Jokic. So yeah, I, I think he's a really solid play. Center, not a lot of great plays. Ibaka, this is huge news. Wearing a walking boot after he twists his ankle. If he can't go, that actually opens up some good value. Uh, yeah, you guys know where I'm going. Chris Boucher. We'll get to him in a sec. It could be RJ too, but I would assume it would be Chris Boucher that gets Ibaka's minutes, and he's at min price. So if that's the case, he would become the best value play of the day. Um, if Ibaka plays at 5-5, again, he needs to be ultra-productive. He's not going to play huge minutes. The prices come down a little bit, but still not really getting him at a huge discount. Obviously, the ankle injury worries me a bit. Tice, my same analysis with him basically the whole series. It's not great analysis, but he's fine in the mid-range. I think 20 to 30 fancy points, 25 to 30 minutes, that's what you're going to get out of Daniel Tice. So, yeah, perfectly fine playing in the mid-range. Millsap, um, 28 minutes. He'll play at probably about 30. MPJ was on fire the last game, so I think he lost a few minutes because of that. I think he's still a decent value option here. Um, you know, didn't have a great game, 16 to fancy points. He was really chalky last night. He was like 60 to 70% owned. I'm perfectly fine going back to the wall here. Um, I think he's a decent option as long as he gets close to 30 minutes. Let's see, Zubak got in foul trouble, um, only played 22 minutes. Uh, I think he's on pace for more than that, but again, the foul trouble, and he fouled out. He had a really bad day, too. Like normally, Zubak is, is at least pretty, you know, pretty solid point for a guy. 10 fancy points in 22 minutes. That is 100% his floor. Um, I still don't have an issue, but... Like I said with this slate, it is so hard to trust the rotations on a lot of these teams. Clippers, Denver, and even Boston now. Um, so, yeah, he's playable, but he's got to get the minutes. The minutes are not necessarily secure. They've given him some to Harrell. Jermichael Green closed a couple games ago. So there's no guarantee uh, about the minutes, right? I, th- I think somewhere between 20 to 30 from Zubak. Like I always say, if he hits the higher end, if he gets closer to the 30 minutes, I think he can definitely have a good day for his price. Harrells is the guy I'm going to continue to avoid unless you think the game blows out. Did play 22 minutes the last game, which is a little bit better to see. The minutes slowly coming up on him. But I still, I would rather take the shot on Zubak um, than Montrez. So probably not going to get to Montrez. Gasol's at 4-1. Again, we have Ibaka questionable. How many minutes are they going to really want to give to Boucher? Maybe Gasol gets extended a little bit. Now, he's been terrible. But maybe they give him, like, closer to 30 minutes. I don't know. So... If Ibaka's out, that would give me a little bit more confidence going to a guy like Gasol. Obviously, you're not going to feel excited about playing Mark Gasol. He is a shell of his former self, but there's not a lot of great value. So, yeah, he's he's playable 100%. Robert Williams, this is what I'm saying with Boston. You cannot trust the rotations. 15 to 20 minutes the first couple games, 9 minutes last game. If he plays 9 minutes, he's not playable. If he gets 15 to 20, he's in play, but... I don't know if we can trust Brad Stevens right now, and Wanamaker got way extended last game kind of out of nowhere, so don't really know what to make of it. I still think he's playable, but you need the minutes. You need to get lucky and hope Stevens gives him 15 to 20 minutes because he's a good point-per-minute guy. I think they, they could bounce back the minutes, but not great that he only played nine minutes uh, and didn't come in in the blowout either, which is a little bit tilting. Jermichael Green, another guy that the minutes are up in the air. I'm going to be saying this about about a lot of guys in the slate, and that's why I do not like this two-game slate. Uh, Green, 15 to 25 minutes. We saw him close last game. He played 26, or two games, 26 minutes. This last game, only 15. So if he hits the higher end, he's a good value play. If he only plays 15 minutes, not so much. Again, we, just, we cannot trust the rotations on these teams. So you kind of just got to get lucky and hope that the value guys you play get extended, right? Plumley, 
The only way you look to him, um, I mean, he's a good point permitted guy, but right now he's only playing about like eight to ten minutes, so not enough for me to consider him. What you really need is you need Jokic foul trouble. Like you need to bank on that. Like you can do it, but like not not for single entry, right? Um, and then yeah, Cantor's not in the rotation. So RHJ versus Boucher. I think it's going to be Boucher that that gets the minutes. I guess they could run both, which would which would kind of affect both of them. Uh, if, if they're going to use like both as like a backup to Ibaka, if Ibaka can't go, but I would just rather take the shot in Boucher, who's just a better point fantasy point per minute guy. Now both are, are actually solid point per minute guys. Like, RHA is a, a good fantasy point per minute guy too, but I would assume it would be Boucher coming in to back up uh, Gasol if Ibaka is out, and if that's the case, like I'm going to play Chris Boucher 3K. I'll take the risk. If they run him in RHA too, then so be it. But he's min price. Again, a great fantasy point per minute guy. I, I would be perfectly fine taking the rest there. So if Ibaka's out, I think Boucher is probably your top value play. It's my end of power four. Tatum's at 9-3. Um, didn't shoot the ball great. 5-15, still put up 41 fantasy points. He just he hasn't had the ceiling game until, what was that, game two, I think it was. At game two, put up 55 fantasy points. The price on him, it, it makes him contrarian. He's not in the optimal build. Again, once again, it's going to be the Toronto guards. Jokic and Paul George for their prices. Like those are the four spend ups that, in my opinion, are, are like you've got you can look to for like the optimal lineup. Tatum at nine three, slightly overpriced, but that doesn't mean he's out of play. I still like his upside. I think he does have fifty to sixty fans point in him. Right, that's that's possible. So, and he lost few minutes because of the blowout too. So, Tatum's still a guy I'm, I'm interested in. I've played him the last three slates. Might do it again just because if I fade him and he goes off, I would just that's just the worst, absolute worst feeling. Siakam's at 7 8. I think he's playable. He was terrible. Foul trouble. The whole, I just throw that game out. Like everyone in Toronto was terrible. I'm just completely like blocking that from my memory. Um, Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, Lowry will all play 40 plus minutes. Um, I do not think they get blown out. I think they bounce back. I actually think they win this game. Um, I still prefer both Toronto guards, but that doesn't mean Siakam's out of play. Uh, he is certainly, certainly viable here. Uh, let's see. OG Ananubi. Kind of like my Tice breakdown. He'll probably get 30 to 35-ish minutes, maybe a little bit more. Where we saw 45, which is a little bit of an outlier the last game. Again, I would say low to mid-30s probably. He's more out there for his defense. Probably not going to kill you, but I would say 20 Five to thirty-five-ish fancy points, somewhere around there. Five-seven. That, that's what. That's my thoughts there on OG. Now MPJ, this is the headache one, right? <laughs> he was absolutely amazing in limited time. He got extended a bit. Played twenty-three minutes, forty fancy points. He was super low on last game because we just cannot trust the minutes. So he can play 15 once again. I would not be surprised at all if Michael Porter Jr. plays 15 minutes. Could play closer to 30. We haven't really seen it yet from this series, but it's possible. Um, it just—it's such a hard one to break down. Um, I don't like. He was su- super, super productive in, in 23 minutes. Almost two fans point per minute guy that last game. Don't think we get that again. But he's been good off the bench. It's just I don't know if he gets the minutes. If he plays 15, he's not playable at 5-2. If he plays 25 to maybe 30, then he's certainly, certainly in play. So this is a tricky one. You, you just got to get lucky and hope that Mike Malone extends him. And Mike Malone does not like playing this guy. He's not a great defender, and Mike Malone will pull him. So it's a tricky one, and the ownership will be up on MPJ. I know that. They always will be after a big game. 
He was super low in last game. He's going to be a lot more popular this game. So it's just kind of undecided right now. You just If you play him, you got to get lucky and hope he gets some minutes. Well, Jamie Grant, you know the minutes will be there, but he's a super low usage guy. And 42 minutes had 15 fancy points. So, yeah. Right? He's kind of got to, got to get you the blocks and steals. I mentioned it the last time. He had two steals and four blocks. We're not going to get that every time from Jamie Grant. We didn't last game. He had 15 fancy points. So he's playable, but you're not really getting him at a, at a nice discount. Like I personally would rather take the shot in Millsap, even though he's going to play less minutes, because Millsap is the better offensive player right now than, than Jeremy Grant. Marcus Morris is at 4-9. Price is, is slowly coming down. I actually think he's a pretty decent value play here. We'll get 30 to 35-ish minutes. He's obviously not the main guy, but he can produce in a lot of different ways and get some rebounds, assists, you know, some blocks and steals and score the ball. And, like, I would rather play him than Jeremy Grant. He's a better offensive player. So, yeah, I think Marcus Morris is certainly playable as a cheaper option. Mentioned Millsap. Green talked about it. If he gets 15 minutes, not so much of a good value play. If he gets extended to 25, he looks a lot better. It's just, you know, what does Doc Rivers do? That's a big question. I don't know. Grant Williams, Sammy Ogilvy got extended a little bit because of the blowout. I'm not playing them. I actually only played nine minutes. Um, I got RJ, possibly playable, but I would rather take the shot in Boucher. Uh, hopefully we get some sort of clarity if he is out, like who is going to be the guy, but I assume it's going to be Chris Boucher. Small forward, Kawhi. Yeah, so he's once again a contrarian play for his price, 10-3. I, once again, I know it's sounding like a broken record here, but I just prefer Paul George for his price. Paul George, like 2K cheaper, again, so Kawhi is his contrarian. Not a lot of great value. So, yeah, I like Kawhi if you can get to him. I do. But you, you're you're going to have to sacrifice a little bit to get him in there. So just like Tatum, right, they're not out of play, but I don't think they're in the optimal build. It's Paul George, it's Jokic, and it's two, the two Toronto guards, in my opinion, that guys spend ups that uh, you could look to for like if you're trying to build an optimal lineup. Yeah, so Brown's going to be more popular than Tatum for his price, 7-6. Um, he's been a little bit more up and down, uh, doesn't have as much upside as Tatum, but you're also getting him at a nice discount. I still prefer Kemba Walker to Jalen Brown. Doesn't make Jalen Brown out of play. He's certainly viable. He is like the Pascal Siakam for me. I would rather play Lowry and Fan Fleet. Uh, for Boston, I would rather play Kemba. Probably rather take the shot in Tatum than Brown, but Brown is, is still playable 100%. The minutes will be there. He's cheaper. He will probably be the highest home Boston guy, again, of those main guys, just for his price. Um, talk about OG. Talk about MPJ. Talk about a lot of these guys. Powell, he got extended a bit due to the blowout, played 31 minutes. Um, don't think we're going to get the blowout again, but it's good to see that like he was playing decent minutes already. Um, now, we did have Siakam foul trouble, too. I think normally we get 15 to 20 minutes. He's at a playable price, but again, he has to hit his threes. If not, the floor, his shots just in general, his floor is super, super low. Torrey Craig's is not a valid guy I'm going to look to. Only played six minutes last game. Um, that's it. Shamit, like, played what? 11 minutes? Yeah, not enough for me to consider him. So we're going to shooting guard. Uh, Jamal Murray's is a contrarian play. The price is slowly coming down, um, but it's coming down to a playable point now, right? 8-6. It's still a little bit pricey, but he's viable. And he's a contrarian option. Jokic is 100% the safer option. Jokic will be at least double ownership of Jamal Murray. But like we saw the upside for Murray the first series. Right? He has the potential to break the slate. He can go for 70-plus. He's just got to hit his shots. He shot about 5 to 17. Still probably 36 fans points. Actually isn't bad. Um, again, you know where the options come from. It's Murray, Jokic. If MPJ gets extended, obviously MPJ. But... Yeah, so right now uh, Murray's just more of a contrarian play. Paul George at 8-5. I 
again, he is probably one of your optimal spend-ups. 40-ish minutes, he's 2K cheaper than, than Kawhi Leonard. Um, went for 48 last game. Yeah, he is, he's certainly a, a right now, probably a cash game spend-up. Let's see, fan fleets. Yeah, I'm going back to the well in Toronto guards. I'm just blocking out that game from my memory. Fredman Fleet still put up 34 minutes. Kind of salvages day a little bit in uh, overtime, or in garbage time, I should say. 7-5 just looks like a really good price. I'll be playing them again. Um, sure, they could get blown out again. I don't think it's going to happen, though. So I'm buying back in the Toronto guys, like Fred Van Fleet, like Lowry, in a do-or-die situation here. Marcus Smart is 6-5. Uh, I'm just not going to do it. Would rather, like, you have Fred Van Fleet at 7-5. Why would you go to 6-5 Marcus Smart? It, it, it literally doesn't make any sense, unless you're trying to get super, super contrarian and hope Marcus Smart just gets hot behind the three-point line or gets, like, one of those games where he has, like, three steals, three blocks. So, Smart's just, once again, a guy I will avoid. Lou Williams at 5'8", playable price. He'll play close to 30 minutes. Had a subpar game last time out, 25 fans points in 28 minutes. I think he, like, I would rather still take the shot in Lou Williams because he has the upside to go for 40-plus. Don't know if Smart really has it, and Smart will be higher owned. So, I still prefer Lou Williams to Marcus Smart for, for the ownership. Uh, Gary Harris... Uh, mentioned, you know, it was what him, Pat Beverly, Michael Green, and Robert Williams, who unfortunately got limited as the value guys I was looking to the last slate. Gary Harris was good. 35 minutes, 28 fans points. Did have four steals, more of an outlier, but he's a guy that can get you a couple of those, you know, steals. He's a good defender. Did have six assists, another kind of an outlier from him. But if we're going to get over 30 minutes from Gary Harris, he's playable. Now, the price went up a little bit, but I still think he's viable. The floor is low, though. Like, he is a guy that is kind of scoring independent. I wouldn't, ex- wouldn't expect six assists again or four steals, but he's playable, 100% playable. Uh, that's really it for shooting guards. So let's finish up with point guard. Mention Murray. Lowry's at 8-2. I like both Lowry and Fred Fleet again. Um, if I had to pick, I would take the discount on Fred Van Fleet. You definitely don't have to play both. I probably will. I don't know. I guess I haven't confirmed that yet. Like Kemba's another guy I look to at a similar price range. Jamal Murray, too. Um, so there's all the other options, right, than these Toronto guards. I think getting to at least one of those Toronto guards is probably a good idea. Um, so, yeah, terrible game last time out. I'm just blocking it out from my memory. Other than that, he's been really good, right? 41, 54, 55 last three games. I think he makes for a pretty solid play. Him, Fred Van Fleet, they do it all, they're do it all guys. Can score, assist, rebounds, block, steals. So I like them. I still like Kemba, too. I prefer him to Jalen Brown. Kemba's been lower-owned. Um, I think I like the upside a little bit more on him. His floor is higher because of the assist. So I do still give the edge to Kemba over a guy like Jalen Brown. Um, and I think Kemba's certainly viable. Uh, he will be lower owned for sure, in my opinion, than the Toronto guards. Again, Marcus Smart not going to get two. Mentioned Lou Williams. Monte Morris at 3-7. Playable. He'll play 15 to 20 minutes. Again, it's doable. Like, I think you can consider him. I think I probably prefer some other value plays, but he, he's viable. Uh, Pat Beverly's a guy that I'm interested in 3-6. He'll play 20-ish minutes. He's a do-it-all guy. He had a terrible game two games ago, but with there being a little value, right? You have Boucher, possibly, uh, and then a couple other you know, viable plays. Pat Beverly's definitely someone I'm going to look to for value. Um, yeah, you, again, you can consider Monte Morris, too. They're pretty similar plays. Both will get around 20-ish minutes. Both have been you know solid. So those are two guys you can look to. Wanamaker's the big question mark here. So he was basically phased out of the rotation and then came in and played 28 minutes. So, I don't know what's going on here with this Boston rotation. Is it going to be Wanamaker? Is it going to be Robert Williams? I don't know. Um, he played, what was it, 28 in the first game? Again, got extended a bit because of the blowout. Then 9, 12, 13, and then 28 last game. Again, got extended a little bit because of the blowout. But still was on pace for over, I think he was on already pace for like 25 uh, in the regular game. So, 
This is a big question mark, and the reason why I do not like this slate, because there's a lot of question marks with guys' minutes. I don't know what the minutes for Wanamaker can be. I think it can be anywhere from like 10 to 25. So if he gets closer to 25, he makes for a good value play. 10, not so much. So I know I've said that about a lot of guys, but it's seriously like, it's really hard to trust the rotations uh, for a lot of these coaches. And that's it. I wouldn't consider Reggie. Um, yes, that's basically the breakdown, guys. Um, I wouldn't expect a blowout again in the first game. Could happen, but it's just a tricky slate, right? There's a lot of inconsistent rotations. The first game, like, the prices look better, but also, like, two, two really good defensive teams. The second game probably has more upside if it stays close, but you're not really getting any, like, discounts on any of the guys. So it's a tricky slate for sure. And not a slate I'm going to risk a lot of money on, to be honest. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for the video today, guys. So if you haven't enjoyed the content this far, I really appreciate it. If you leave a like button in the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit that notification bell so you know when I upload, you know when I go live. I will be live streaming 30 minutes before lock on my YouTube channel, so be sure to check out the live stream. Uh, thanks again, guys. I hope you guys all have a good night, and I will see you all tomorrow on the live stream.